0: Hello, friends. Welcome to Yoga Magic. I'm your host, Ashley Sondergaard, and this is a bonus episode for you around the self-care challenge. If you are doing the self-care challenge this month, we are committing to a daily practice of self-care. I am giving suggested ideas and workshops and bonus episodes, but you are just doing the things that make you feel good. And I wanted to share today in this solo episode 20 personal self care hacks, things that I have discovered in my work one on one with individuals, in my own personal practice, and just really investing time and energy and research into self care. So hopefully this is super helpful. If you are new to Yoga Magic, um, most of our episodes are more interval interview interval <laughs> interview style, and I interview a number of guests and experts on self care practices, self discovery, spirituality. But I always love to just share what I'm doing as well because obviously this is this is a practice, it's an ongoing journey. Um, these episodes I really just kind of record them on the fly. I don't even edit them. I just send them out and love to connect with all of you, um, in this more personal way. So hopefully this is helpful to you again, if you're doing the challenge, heck yes. So glad. I think we have up to 50 people in the, in the Facebook group now, um, which is awesome. And we're doing giveaways right there in the Facebook group. So if you're not already in the challenge, more information on that in the show notes and make sure you're in the Facebook group. Cause that's where I will be doing some giveaways. The first one is, a pair of gemstone earrings from Men Jewelry, who we had on the podcast last week, Jordan, who is an inspiration. Make sure to check out her episode. She talks about manifestation and really how she built her beautiful business um, and really kind of brought some of that spirituality and self-care into it. Okay. Here are my little little life hacks, my self-care hacks for you. Hopefully this is helpful. I came up with 20. I could have just kept going, Um, but these are the ones that came to mind. Let me know, shoot me a DM if you do any of these or you have any other ideas as well. I always love to share with the community. Okay, so first one, this one is a little obvious if you listened to this show before, and that's to use your astrological birth chart As a guide to personalize your self care. Okay. And I have tons of episodes on this particular topic. I do one on one work every single day with clients on this topic to read your birth chart so that you can learn who you are at your core essence and you can apply that to your practices so that they really, really fill you up because there are a lot of things you can do that is considered self-care. But sometimes it's overwhelming to select those. And I think the birth chart is the most perfect way to get really specific. So that's my first. It's a little bit obvious. I'll get to some more less obvious ones for you. Second, try to squeeze in moments of self-care throughout the day. You don't have to necessarily set aside time, while I do think that's really important. If you can sprinkle in a little bit of me time, a little bit of investment in your own bucket every day, that will come back. And it's a great way to get into the groove of prioritizing yourself, to communicate to the world, to the universe, to God, to whoever it is that you, you were working with, <laughs> that self-care and that your needs are important so just sprinkle those in i like to think about like even movement right so like sometimes i'll be waiting for a zoom call and i'll just be doing some squats or i'll jump on my trampoline in my little room and it's so good it feels so good in that like three minutes of getting the heart rate up so that's just an example another good one is you know when you're you're eating take a moment just to appreciate your food maybe you pray maybe you just have that gratitude that breath of gratitude but that that connection that present moment really really goes a long way so sprinkle self-care in throughout your day number three communicate your needs to your family or your loved ones or your roommates or whoever is going to help empower you to really prioritize yourself so I my husband knows pretty very much so, what I need in a given day. Um, It's pretty simple. I need some time in the morning before the kids wake up to meditate, to just have my alone time. I need my cup of coffee. And I need this time after the kids go to bed to decompress I don't like to be touched. I just want my alone space for just a little bit. And those are my needs. Those are my simple needs. Sometimes there's more, you know, in a moment where I'm just like stressed, or I need a, I need to get a workout in. Like I'll communicate that. I'll make sure that other people that are involved, especially with kids, with family, that I that that happens, that that they make sure that happens. And and the cool thing is is that they can reciprocate that too. What are their needs? What how can I help them? get their needs as well. So this one I amp up a lot during the holidays because there's a lot of like family things happening and it gets a little sneaky. All of a sudden you're like, wow, I haven't done my morning practice for a week. I need to make sure that I'm communicating this right now. So great time to do that. Communicate your needs, know what they are. Which leads me to my next one. Number four, learn what brings you joy. So it's hard to know What feels good if you haven't experienced that, right? Like you meditate and you're like, oh, this isn't this doesn't feel good for me. You know, that's that could be true. Or journaling or movement or whatever it is. Find the practices that actually bring you joy. And I the way I love to do this is to have to do the perfect day practice. I've I've used this before. Um, in the self-care challenge, where you just journal on your perfect day. What does it that look like? Your normal, perfect day? I just revisited this for myself the other day because I want to know what is it? It's really simple. you know, get up, do my meditation, have some time with the girls, get to do some beautiful work that I love, work out, go to bed early. I mean, it's so, so, so simple. But I know the things that bring me joy. So, Get really clear about what that is for you and then prioritize them or just try to get a little bit of that perfect day in every single day. Number five, get up earlier and go to bed earlier. (laughs) I know not everybody's a morning person and we talked about morning routines last week, but if you can get up just a little bit earlier, you can fit in some extra magic in the morning. And that might be just alone time, that might be quiet, that might be a great cup of coffee. Go back to last Tuesday's episode on morning routines to get ideas for your specific sign. But just a little bit of time where you're getting up earlier, but then you're also matching that by going to bed a little bit earlier and you're still feeling rested, but you're getting in that that special self-care time. Number six, pay attention to when self care feels like an escape. So escaping is not a bad thing, um, especially like Pisces has a tendency to want to kind of pull out because it's a lot. They're so sensitive, and that's that can that can be okay sometimes, right? Like I love romance novels. I know I've talked about this many times on the show. I love romance novels, and it's such an escape for me to just like kind of pull myself out of the everyday life and into this like whatever weird kind of uncomfortable land. And that's great. But there are times where I notice self-care becoming more of a consistent escapism. And for me, like a nightly glass of wine was something that was becoming escapism. There are times when like a nightly glass of wine, because I'm talking with my husband and we're having this like lovely, you know, socialization. Great. That's lovely. But I was noticing, and I talked about this even about a year ago, every single night I was like, Waiting for that glass of wine, and it was like all I could think about before I went to bed, or like you know as I was leading up to that night. And to me, that was like, okay, this isn't self care anymore. This is an escape. I'm gonna have to replace that. Obviously, alcohol is a sensitive one, but this is just how it showed up for me. So just pay attention. Is TV an escape? Is social media and escape. There's lots of things that can be both self-care and escapism. And you just want to know, you just want to pay attention. Is this still making me feel good? Because being hung over on a Tuesday, mm, not fun. (laughs) Okay. Um, Number seven, schedule in a free day every once in a while, whenever you can. Free days are so helpful especially for those of you that work in creativity that work in any sort of content creation if you are a fire sign or a water sign or really any of the signs fire and water you'll benefit from this a lot have a day where you're totally your schedule's free and you just listen to your intuition about what to do next about what self-care practices to do about what you can do in your career about you know what is something you're you're working towards as a personal goal. There's a lot that can come out of this free space, um, and it doesn't have to be often. Maybe it's once a quarter, maybe it's once a month. I try to do a free day once a quarter, again, where it's just completely open, and if you're an entrepreneur, it's a little bit easier. If you have a more structured schedule, um, Consider taking a PTO day if you can, just just a you day where it's totally free space and you let things come in and a lot, a lot of good things can come in when you have that space and time and energy to let it happen. Number eight, get your kids involved. So if you are a parent and you don't have a lot of time for yourself, uh, which I know very, very well, get your kids involved. If you're gonna do a little bit of movement, you're gonna dance you're gonna do some ecstatic dance. Get them to do it with you. Or I love, I have girls, so it's a little bit easier because they're like super interested in this, but I love doing like a spa day with the girls. So we'll like take a bath together and we'll paint our nails and we'll listen to music. It's just like stuff like that, where it's, this feels good for me, but also it's so fun to show them. Um, Get creative. What does that look like for you? What are your your self-care practices and how can you get them involved? Show them that it's okay, that it's good. It's preferred to put your needs um, first, your needs are part of the equation. Number nine, follow what's happening in the sky to theme your practices. So there's always lots happening in the sky. You can look at the lunar cycle. you can look at you know upcoming transits. At the moment we are preparing for a Venus retrograde. and I talked a little bit or I will talk a little bit about Venus retrograde on Thursday. Because it's it doesn't happen too often. Venus retrograde is a is happens. I want to say every couple of years or so. Um, but what it anytime a planet retrogrades, you're going to want to look backwards. You always want to do a little bit of reflection. And Venus is the planet of relationships. And this all plays out in the sign of Capricorn, which is the sign of structure and boundaries and goal setting and just like what we think of as like, quote unquote, success in our Western culture. And the interesting thing about a Venus retrograde here is that we can explore like what systems, what boundaries, what like routines have we played out in our relationships, our romantic relationships that maybe aren't serving us anymore? How can we let that go? So taking some time, a self-care practice that relates to this Venus retrograde would be to journal on this or talk with your partner about that. Have like a, like a date night where you you discuss what's working in our relationship and what isn't. So again, tying in your self-care, your me time for with what's happening in the cosmos. If you ever need to know friends, look to my Instagram or shoot me a DM because I'm always <laughs> theming my practices around that for sure. Okay, number 10, don't beat yourself up if you fall out of practice. There are going to be days where it is just straight up chaos. I think I described not too long ago how I like didn't have my singular cup of coffee and it was like downhill from there (laughs) the rest of the day. It happens. Things like this happen. If you miss a practice or you miss a few days or you miss a week, whatever, just come back, just get back on the horse. You'll know, you know, you'll get to that point where you're like, wow, I am not prioritizing myself. You know, there's, there's a dance of like, you don't want to should on yourself. I should meditate for an hour today, or I should make sure that I get a workout in. Like you don't want to do that. You want to pay attention to what feels good. But when you get to a point where you're like, man, I haven't like nourished myself today or I'm not getting enough sleep or I haven't drank enough water. Like you know, okay. Mm, time to kind of adjust and make sure that my needs are part of the equation. I'm prioritizing myself. So hop back on that horse. you know, whenever, don't feel bad, don't beat yourself up if you fall out of the practice. So number 11, just like you might make your time with your kids, a great self-care time, maybe your social time with friends is also another way that you can do this. So if you're going to meet a friend for lunch or a happy hour or something like that, maybe change that up to something like instead of lunch, go for a walk. Or if you're not keen on drinking alcohol at the moment, like could you go for a tea or have them over for like a a mocktail or something that, you know, is just a little bit, better for your your goals, your personal goals at the moment. I think anything active where you can make a social routine, a social time active, the better. And, you know, a friend that's like excited to share on that journey with you is going to be really great support. And maybe that's something you do regularly, right? It's like you have this carved out time where you socialize and you're also nurturing yourself. You know, go to a yoga class together, uh, go to a meditation class together. There's so many things that you can do. Take a workshop together if you're still sort of um social distancing, you know, go take a, a Zoom workshop together and then and then debrief on it together after. So so many things that you can do to be social. Gemini is, I think, one of the best examples of this where they really can benefit from self-caring with a person um, because they're such social beings and they have that accountability. They're a little bit more accountable when they have another person doing it with them. Okay, number 12, multitask when it makes sense. So I'm not the biggest fan of multitasking because I want to be present as much as possible, but there's times when, say, I am doing, I'm going, I am going for a walk. I'm going to go for a walk today. That's my movement, 20 minutes outside. I might review a podcast, listen to it, and then go back and make edits. So like review it while I'm walking. So like there can be a little bit of overlap when it makes sense, if that feels like a stressful walk, then I'm going to take that out, right? I'm going to keep that me time, keep that self-care really pure. Another example might be, you know, if you're going to get a pedicure and you can bring a your work, you can bring your computer instead of like a book or something like that, go for it. Try on what this feels like for you. Play with the kind of like passive um, multitasking when you're self-caring, but also be really honest about like, mm, no, that's actually detracting from the purpose of this moment. Number fifteen. Oh, I skipped one. Number I skipped a couple. <laughs> Thirteen. Put your phone away. I'm guilty. So 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 guilty of of a phone addiction, and I, I work on it so frequently. And you know what? It gets better every single day, just a little bit. Kind of just get like less attached. But let me tell you, friends, there's so much free time out there when we put our phones away, when we can avoid the scroll, we can avoid the like, how many, what's the average number of times we open an email? It's like 600 or something. Like, open our inboxes. Like, if you can just take a second instead of opening your phone and do some breath work or again, dance with your kids, like these are the moments that I think our generation is missing out on. And I don't want to be like negative or morbid because I'm here to. But it's 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 there. We can do it. There is time and, and a lot of it is wrapped up in devices. So if you can put your phone away, there's some serious self-care time in there. You and me both, okay? Working on it. Let's let's keep going. We're getting there. <laughs> um, okay, now number 14. Treat yourself every once in a while. Treat yourself. I just you know, doing an occasional reading with an astrologer or a psychic or a healer to me is just like, mm, yes, I try to get that in every once in a while if it's in the budget. Um, massage, like, you know, little things like it's OK to have those things to look forward to. You don't have to go crazy, right? Most self-care practices are free, are totally, totally free. Meditation, journaling, breathwork being still, going for a walk, like all of my favorites, totally free. But every once in a while, it's so nice to have something to look forward to. So, scheduling that in, making it a part of your life and um, budgeting for it if that's if that's something that you do. It's just like, okay, I'm going to I'm going to forgo a couple other things so that I can get in a massage this month. Remember that self-care doesn't look like everyone else. So, it doesn't look the same for everyone else. And, you know, we are talking social media earlier. I think the pressures of social media and when we see people's morning routines, and I talked about this last week, just like having a gazillion things on their list. And they're like 22 and they're drinking athletic greens at 5 a.m. and they've already worked out. <laughs> like maybe projecting a little bit here, but that makes me feel so bad about myself. Like comparison is the, is the thief of evil. Is that what it is? (laughs) I think it's that quote, but it is right. Like comparing yourself to what other people are doing is not helping. And just know that it looks so, so different. It looks different day to day. It looks different person to person. And Instagram is not a real depiction of real life. I post about this stuff all the time and y'all, I wish you could see how messy my life is. Like, (laughs) It's such a hot mess. I literally said to my husband yesterday, I'm like like I didn't think I would be this messy as a as like an adult. And I don't mean like stuff on the floor. I mean like maybe crying on the floor sometimes or like totally missing um a conference. You know, just like we're humans, okay? So no one is perfect. Know that. And Don't compare yourself when it comes to the things that make you feel good. Just do what feels good. Get ideas from other people. Heck yes, like gather inspiration, but just know yours does not have to look like that. It's like the Instagram versus reality. (laughs) Um, When in doubt, a really simple one when in doubt, when you have nothing you can think of that you want to do to take care of yourself, just get still, just get really present. And I mean, having like a moment to sit down, just take a breath be here that'll start bringing in ideas a connection to yourself gratitude it's just when in doubt keep it simple get still anytime if you're in that like fight or flight bring yourself back into rest and digest into that parasympathetic nervous system with a big inhale in and a really long exhale out yoga practice. And it's so, so, so key. It helps so much. Get still. Number 17. I alluded to this earlier, but learn what your partner or your best friend or your roommate's self-care style is so that you can honor theirs too. And then they reciprocate it to you as well. So when you know, I'll use my husband example, you know, his self-care right now is this really exciting hobby that he's been working on. And I want to make sure that he has time to do that. And I don't whine about it, even though sometimes I want to, because it's a little bit time consuming. (laughs) Um, and I, I just know that that's his thing and you know what, he's so much more willing to reciprocate in that I have these wants and these needs and these self-care practices too. So understanding it's like that love language thing, right? Like what is your self-care style? And so now you know what mine is too. And we can make sure that those things are happening. Number 18, getting to the end here. Try something on for at least five days before you decide it's not for you. So when you're going to try a new self-care practice, maybe you gather an idea from this episode or last week's episode, or you're trying a practice that we did in the challenge. Give it five days, if you can, five tries. And if it's like, meh, you know what? Morning pages, not for me. Let it go. That's okay. But give it some time. Give it a try. I think Like meditation is the most tangible example I can think of this because meditation is really hard. It's so hard. We're just like we're not good at it. Nobody's good at it. Guided meditation, you know, unguided, whatever it is. We're just bad. That's why we do it. Give yourself at least five days of a commitment to it before you say, nope, not for me. I'm going to try something else. And then, heck yes, release. Release. That's, that's my, my tip and that's what I often suggest with clients, but um, it's okay to not like something, but just give it a try. Number 19, also don't be afraid to mix it up. So you might have a, an allotted time. You get up 15 minutes before your family gets up and you have an allotted time where you can do whatever it is. Maybe one day you do morning pages, maybe the next day you meditate, maybe the next day you do a dance. <laughs> maybe what I did this morning, but you know, it's okay to mix it up to have some variety. There is beauty and routine and that can feel really nice too. It just depends on, you know, your your personality, definitely your, your birth chart makeup. But have some variety because you don't want to get bored of things. Uh, you want it to feel good every day. You want to be able to look forward to it. And number 20, in the moment, have gratitude because it just attracts more. So I'm doing these Joe Dispensa meditations in the morning. I've talked about this before on the show. I'm doing an it's an, a lot. I'm in i I'm in a moment where I need some extra support. Um, so they're like an hour long meditation. So I'm getting up very early and at the very end of these meditations is this, like where you sit in the feeling of gratitude and it's, it's beautiful. It feels so good. So when I think of gratitude, I try to like go to a specific memory that brings in that emotion of gratitude for me, and this might help you to think of like, what does gratitude feel like? Ooh, what does it feel like? It's like for me, it's Christmas morning with my kids and my partners, the four of us and our dogs when they were still here, and we're opening presents. And like, it's not about the presents or like the stuff. It's that like, there's so much joy, and we're just so grateful to be together. That's it. So so grateful to be in this space, and I. I even like now get like a little bit emotional thinking about it. Like that feeling, when that washes over my body in this meditation of just like going to that memory, I'm so grateful. And I'm grateful the rest of the day. And what gratitude does in your moments where you're feeling good, everyone, where you're doing your self-care practice. You're like, oh, I'm so fucking grateful that I get to do this. I'm so happy. It magnetizes abundance to you. I mean, this is manifestation 101. There is no more magnetic state than gratitude. Gratitude for being right where you are. Gratitude for the good things that are coming your way. Gratitude for your self-care practices that you're learning and discovering and the things that open up because you're investing in yourself. Holy, this is magic. This is this is the magic of why we do these things. It's self-care and manifestation are very, very connected because it communicates to the world, to The universe to god what you know what is important to us and it shows you know it shows and that way we can bring it we can magnetize it back to ourselves so gratitude babies let's do this all the gratitude hopefully you you feel that when you're in your moments of self-care as well okay 20 20 tips from my brain to yours please let me know if this is helpful if you are enjoying these bonus episodes I'm so glad you're doing the challenge. I might do more. I don't know. These are these are easy and fun, and I like to share on self-care, so I'll probably do a few more. If there's any specific topics or tips or areas of study that you want me to brain dump on, please let me know. Send me a DM, and I'd be happy to do that. Um, coming up on Thursday is an awesome, awesome episode with an astrologer, new friend of mine, who works in career astrology and is talking through how to navigate your purpose, what you can do with your birth chart to understand like what your career path is and how you can go out and get it. So make sure you tune in on Thursday. If you're doing the challenge, I'm so happy. Hopefully you're in the Facebook group for the giveaways and um, we got tons more happening throughout the rest of the month. Make sure to follow along on Instagram. I'm at ashleysondergaard.yoga and the podcast is at Yoga Magic Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll see you on Thursday.